A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. I want to see that. I want to see you and dead Michael Landon. Pulling off a practical joke. Hi, and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy, and I was born in 1977. And I'm her sister, Jenny, born in 1974. It just occurred to me that we start every episode telling people how old we are. I know, it's really depressing. It really is. All right, so I'm ready. My phone's in a drawer. (laughs) All right, uh, today we are going to focus on Little House on the Prairie, Season 1, Episode 16, titled Family Quarrel. The description reads, Mr. and Mrs. Olson get into a huge argument and decide to separate. The Ingalls and their friends try to intervene and convince them to settle their differences. Uh, Overall thoughts on the episode, Jenny? Um, it, I feel like it started off a little slow, but then there's some interesting twists and turns. Um, I also thought there was some really great acting in this. Um, really? I did. By like, whom? Yeah. By Harriet. I think Harriet's great. I Catherine think Harriet's Gregor. great too. Yeah, she is. She was a, she was a theater actor in the shows. Oh, okay. She's very theatrical. Okay. Um, yeah. This was our first Olsen-centered episode and it it was strange for for many reasons and we'll get into them but we don't see like we don't have an intimate look into the Olsen's lives very often no we don't so this was pretty interesting okay we open on Olsen's mercantile oh uh can I just say very difficult episode to watch with my dog Nelly (laughs) (laughs) yeah I can see that Okay, because of course we had to give Nels a fucking dog. Of course, and it's a hound. Yes. Which I, I'm not a hound fan. For those of you new to the podcast, my dog barks at every animal. Like crazy. <laughs> I'm going to, there is footage that I've put up on Instagram by the time you hear this. So you'll see what I'm talking about. Every animal, every baby, every man with a beard. Is yeah. That the- mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We open on Olsen's Mercantile. Nels is taking his new dog, who we've never seen, outside. And when he goes back in, Harriet is folding some blankets in a very passive-aggressive manner. She makes a remark about him getting a hunting dog. I get not wanting a dog in your space. Like, this is where I agree with him. And I've gone off on this in previous episodes, but I'm kind of with Harriet on that. The dog, unlike Jack, super quiet. Not vocal. Well, it's not a guard dog. It's a hunting dog. Jack the attention whore is just barking like a crazy person every time he's on the screen now. 
Harriet is bitching at Nels about various things, including leaving his fishing paraphernalia in the storeroom. And as she does, Nels takes a swig of what I thought was alcohol but might be cough syrup. And it is cough syrup because Harriet immediately calls him out on it and calls it demon rum. She accuses him of being an alcoholic and taking coughs. <laughs> wow, that took a turn. Yeah, and I mean, I'm surprised Nels is not a full-blown alcoholic by this point. Just, I mean, yeah. Just by living with Nellie. Willie and Nellie come in, and they want candy. And Nels stops them from taking it, and Harriet overrides him and allows them to have three pieces each. Nels tells them their teeth will fall out. And I have a reaction to that, because I... I have that ter- that dream that terrorizes me, the reoccurring teeth falling out dream where my teeth fall out and then they disintegrate in my hand. So whenever I think about what? teeth falling out, yeah, it's a thing. Have you talked to your therapist about this? <laughs> it's a real thing. It's a loss of control dream. Oh, okay. So you have. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Carolyn comes in to sell the Olsons her eggs. Nels greets her and I wrote, he seems super happy to see her and I can't decide if he has the hots for her or if he's just excited to see another normal person. I think he's just like putting on that facade, you know, like buckle up. Like here's our customers. Like everything's great. Yeah. Maybe Harriet takes the basket of eggs and says that they are not up to standard and she can't pay the regular price. It's Harriet Olson's egg standards. Well, the next scene got super (laughs) aggressive really quick. Totally snaps. Nels starts freaking out, walks aggressively behind the counter and says to Harriet, you are not a judge. Do you want to know what you are? I'm going to tell you what you are. You are a mean, nasty tempered woman. And then and Harriet is like stunned. <laughs> and Caroline's sitting there like, um, like Laura, when uh, Caroline was screaming at Mary about the barn fire, she's just standing there like, Am I here right now? Is this happening? But like, have you ever been in that situation where you're with a couple and they launch into like a horrible fight and you're just like, I just want the floor to open up and swallow me right here? Because like, what do you do? Do you walk out? Do you well, say I'm that something? bitch that joins in and tries to defuse the situation <laughs> oh, no. because it that makes me so works. uncomfortable. That always works. I try to defuse the situation like, oh, look, look at that guy's hat or something, you know, just to take our mind off of it. <laughs> then Nell says... It would be better for this whole town if you were locked up in a cage and fed with a stick. That's harsh. That is harsh. harsh. (laughs) And Harriet's like, uh, calm down, calm down. Like, I really thought he was going to hit her. It crossed the line. Like, I feel like it crossed the line. Like, because he never usually fights back hard. Like, he might kind of poke her a little, but he never, like, takes a stand and, like, stands up for himself. No, And he really did that. Mm Mm-mm. So she comes back with, you are a spiteful mouse. Wow. <laughs> She's like on the emasculation. I was laughing Hi, so hard throughout this episode at <laughs> several points. They're really good at fighting. Like the, it's, it's just really well done. I think it's, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. If you don't, if you've not watched this episode, I cannot recommend enough to go back and watch at least this scene. Because it was so funny. I mean, I was just laughing out loud the entire time. Nell says, it's time Harriet learns who wears the pants around here. And he'll judge the eggs from now on. 
Harriet, we all know that Harriet wears the pants. Oh, we all know. Harriet says, fine, go ahead, judge them, and takes the basket of eggs and smashes the entire basket over his head. (laughs) And he he continues to talk to Caroline with the the egg dripping down his face. There's a lot of egg-themed action in Little House on the Prairie. Mm -hmm. Okay, now I need to get this out of the way. Oh, here we go. (laughs) Back at the homestead, Caroline is relating what happened, relaying what happened to Charles, and he is so adorable, laughing, yeah, hysterical, can't annoy stop laughing. She's all like straightening her apron. It's not funny. I feel partially responsible. And Charles, Charles tells her the Olsons have been building up to a falling out for years. And then, you know, to, to invalidate her, uh, her pain here. And her trauma from witnessing this whole event, Charles tells Caroline, oh, you're making a mountain out of a molehill. It's a family quarrel and it will be over in a few days. But Charles just cannot stop laughing. I mean, Caroline did put the bullets in the gun, which were the eggs in the basket. (laughs) And, you know, I had forgotten that she goes to the market every day and sells the eggs. Why'd you forget that? That happens every freaking episode. I know. I don't know. I just, it it was something that was just like background noise to me until it was brought to my attention. Back at the Olsons, the kids are going to bed and they kiss Harry goodnight and then they kiss Nell's goodnight. Willie says, goodnight, Pa. And I almost found myself looking around for Charles. It was so <laughs> off-putting. I guess I always thought in my head that they called him Nell's. <laughs> yeah, they call him Nell's. They're super progressive. But it's just, I feel like there's such a lack of connection with him and the kids. Yeah, but that's not fair because we haven't been focused on them. Well, I always felt, you know, Nellie probably had to go to therapy for like six years because I always felt like Nels hated her. I don't know where you're getting that from. Yeah, okay. Uh, Harriet and Nels are not speaking. So Nels tries to apologize, asks her, Mrs. Olsen, can I have a word? She says yes, and he tries to apologize and tells her they need to think of the children, their store, and most importantly, Jenny, their standing in the community. (laughs) He says this is bigger than them, and she seems to be amenable, but then Nels blows it by saying he's sorry for saying things that were true. Well, (laughs) he talks about their standing in the community. Like an hour after he said, for the better of the community, she should be locked in a cage. <laughs> Fed with the so, stick. And I feel like he, yeah, he was doing okay. And then he's like, well, I was saying things that were true. And he's like, well, you are. And like, she lo- like Oh, she yeah. There's shit. this whole thing where he's like, you like to nag me. You like to nag men. You're a nag. That's okay. like, own it. You're a nag. And she is just. She has a needle in her hand because she's sewing. And I'm like, he's getting that needle right in the fucking eye. And I will say, I was team Harriet here. Yeah, me too. In a big way, I was like, wow. Harriet is trying her best to maintain her composure as Nels tells her what a mean nag she is. And I wrote, how old are these people, Jenny? Uh, Like, like, we're going through this again? How old is Harriet? They've got to be in their 40s. Okay, pause. Okay, we're back. Um, after Jenny gave me some false information, <laughs> we've arrived at the fact that the actress who plays Harriet Olsen is, her name would be nice. We don't even she looked, know. It's her. Catherine McGregor. Catherine McGregor is 46, but 
in my head, she was always an old lady to me. She looks, first of all, speaking as somebody who will be 46 next week. Oh, that's right. I feel like she looks way older than that. As people, like, you know, like, this is a different generation. Like, remember when Graham was, like, 40? She she, she had the grandma great. haircut. Yeah. Like, she, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it just, like, kind of went with it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel, I thought she was in her 50s, and I was going to get into some, you know, rabbit hole about how she could not possibly have birthed these children. But I think she could have. They She obviously yeah. could have, yeah. She would have been in her 30s, which was older at the time. Older for that time. For sure. that time, yeah. right. But certainly not older. Harriet calls Nels a cheap excuse for a man and tells him he's a sniveling, no, sniveling jackass. She tells him he can sew his own shirts from now on and she storms off. The, I'm telling you, the insults are amazing. I was surprised to hear them use jackass. Me too. Then I have shirtless paw, shirtless paw. I knew this. Shirtless paw. <laughs> And what could he be doing to possibly make him any hotter? He's reading. What was the book he was reading? It was, was it the hold on, I have it. I have it. It was the home mechanic. So not only is he, okay, let's check these boxes. Shirtless and handsome. Reading. <sighs> but then he starts with the laughing again. Are and he's done? like teasing her. So cute. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. All right, Caroline is distracting me from staring at Pa by asking him if Willie and Nellie can come and spend a few days with them. Uh, mm. That's going to be a disaster. Uh, that's, I was so excited about that because I'm like, that's going to really <laughs> crank too. this episode up. As they turn out the lights, Charles tells Caroline, or he asks Caroline, are you bringing the eggs over to the Olsons this morning? And she says, yes. And he starts chuckling and says, you better hard boil them. She better not. That might kill Nels. And he starts dying laughing again. I want to say something else about Michael Landon here. He died when he was only 55. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Of lung cancer. Yeah. I mean, he when you saw him smoking on Johnny Carson, like, I know. he smokes a I lot. But, so. you know, I wonder how good looking he would have gotten. All right. <laughs> Can we, can we just move past this? Yep, let's go. The next morning, we see Nels and his dog, the goddamn dog, and a suitcase going down the street. Mary and Laura he looks like gone. he looks like a detective. Like he's got the bloodhound <laughs> and he's got a three piece suit on, and he like it's like it's like when you like got mad when you were a little kid and you like stomped out on the porch like I'm leaving, but you would go to like the backyard. Yes, because like where else are you gonna go? It's like the cartoon uh, depiction of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. 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 Um, so we see Nels and his dog in his suitcase going down the street. Mary and Laura pass him and we see him going to a hotel. The girls run home and immediately they, tell Charles and Caroline. They are running. This was hilarious, I thought. They are running at like at that, the top of the, like they're running at top speed. They have that like I have scoop running. Yep. And Jack's running behind them. They're exploding with we have gossip. Mm -hmm. They're they're like running. Yeah. Hilarious. And Mary's like, Nellie doesn't have a father anymore. You know, it's like <laughs> this whole big dramatic thing. And Charles is like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, what? And then the girls he and Caroline, got the gossip. Yeah, he and Caroline kind of exchange a glance, like, oh, this maybe shit is real. The girls got the gossip before Hanson did. Just going to say that. Well, next scene, we see Nels with his dog walking past Hanson. So now the whole town knows. 
<laughs> and we'll 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 be reassured that the whole town knows later. But anyway. <laughs> Nell shows up for work that day and he and Harriet don't talk. And I wrote, they open the store and there's a line of people to get in. Like it's an Indigo Girls concert in 1991. Like there are a million people trying to get in this store. They're they're just nosy. Oh my God. I I, I never see this many people in there. There weren't that many people in there the day before. It's like they must have had one of those 20% off coupons that Bed Bath & Beyond always has. Absolutely. Uh, We see Caroline waiting amongst the horde of people and Charles is with her and he's got Carrie and Charles blatantly just helps himself to walk in into the storeroom and starts talking to Nels and Nels tells Charles, I'm a clown, Charles. (laughs) And I have this quote here. So I have technical issues with my television, of course. And it's hard for me to rewind little bits. Like if I hit the rewind button, it goes full speed. You got a rewind button on that TV? <laughs> on my my Roku. Mm-hmm. All right. So I couldn't rewind it or else I'd have to watch the entire show again. But <laughs> I have here that Charles says, quote, now, come on, Nels. You're a man with a problem. We all know that. Is that yes. what he said? I, he does. And I was confused about that because I'm like, what does he mean? What is he implying the problem is? <laughs> is it Harriet? I think, I think he's just saying like they're in a fight. It's right. a problem. Like, it's but just it a sounds problem. like yeah, but the but way it sounds it was like worded. Like is Nell's really an alcoholic? Is his problem Harriet? <laughs> like what's going on here? Yeah. He then tells Nell's everything's gonna be okay. And then at the counter out in the storeroom, Caroline asks Harriet, if Nellie and Willie can come and spend a couple days with them so that she can, quote, catch her breath. Harriet looks like she's going to cry and accept, but suddenly she, like, catches herself and says, nope, nope, I'm good, and runs over to Miss Foster, who needs three yards of something for a bonnet. I feel like Harriet doesn't know how to, like, she doesn't understand having people, like, having real friends. She can't be vulnerable. Yeah. She can never. Like she be just vulnerable. doesn't trust it. She just. She has a lot of trust issues. I mean, let's. I it. need to see her backstory. I feel like. Oh, I have an index card. Oh fuck! Ah, you walked right into this. That might one. be one I'm interested in. I'll let so you I know did, when oh, we're 20 minutes into it. Go ahead. Shut up. This one's short. So, I did. A, I was like, "Are the Ol- Olsons real?" Is basically my story. Um. So, or basically, my index cards are the Olsons a real family? So they are. They're not the Olsons. Their real last name was the Owens. And William and Margaret were the parents. So William was Nels and Margaret was Harriet. And it says that Margaret was warm and generous and not real. Like the Harriet in the show is kind of more specific or in the book, I guess, is more of a fabrication than than actual Margaret would have been. They did have kids, Nellie and Willie. Laura uh, Ingalls Wilder says that Nellie is actually based on a blend of three girls that she knows. Nellie Owens being one of them. And the one that the show, like the book really, you know, highlights as the person, but there was two other girls that kind of blend into her personality. Mm -hmm. They did run a mercantile. um, But Nell's slash William also farmed, which I thought was interesting. Hmm. Willie grew up and got married, had three kids and then had an accident where a firecracker exploded in his face and he went blind. How weird is that? Wow. Wow. That's right. That, yeah. Wow. Firecrackers are dangerous. 
really dangerous. I so mean, he, think he and Mary the, were both fine. Think of all the shit you could have died from at that point and a firecracker get you. I know, right? It feels weird. But yeah, so they were they were real. There wasn't too much more I could find without like long drawn out process looking for Mrs. Olsen. But they were real people. Mrs. Olsen's and, uh, been burned. Yeah. She's been burned. Yeah, there's no question. There was something I found on a, I was on a Little House wiki. <laughs> but I can't confirm so like exciting quality. Friday night at your house, Jen? I couldn't confirm the quality of this information. But it did say somewhere. And I don't know if this is the character in Laura's book or the actual Owens person mm-hmm. that she was engaged to a preacher 25 years earlier before Nell's and he broke it off because he didn't know if he loved God or Harriet more. Oh Jesus. I feel like I know several people that's happened to. Yeah. So I think, and, and just the fact that she had these kids later, like she probably had some kind of relationship earlier. That's true. Like, you just wouldn't be single till you were in your thirties, I think. At that, moment, like generally. Because let's say time. Nellie is Laura's age, so let's say Nellie's eleven. And Nellie she... is Mary's age. Okay, so let's say she's like thirteen. I can't do math, but I think that would put Harriet at like thirty-three when she had her, which is late. Which is late. late. Like that's you know you're gonna be dead in ten years, unlike right. expectancy. Okay. Um, the next scene, they're in church and they're singing Onward Christian Soldier. Nels is sitting with Hanson. Reverend Alden notices they're not sitting together. And then after mass, they stay behind. And it's revealed that Reverend Alden had slipped them a note. Everyone already knows what's going on. This is already ripped through the gossip. <laughs> like, it's not like he did. It's not like Reverend Alden didn't know what was happening before they walked in that church. Right. So Reverend Alden keeps them after and decides to basically make them relive their wedding (laughs) can we talk about how excited reverend alden is i feel like whenever there's any kind of trouble that he can like get in there and help with he's like so excited oh he's he's drooling over this he's He's like visibly like happy yep 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 (laughs) so he tells them they have a lot to think about they've had quote over a dozen good years of marriage a good standing in the community a good business. Oh, and two children that you love. Yeah, both kids. Yeah. Wow. And Nels's suit is from 1970, not 1870. Like, where'd they get that suit? Is he still wearing the same suit? It's no, it's like a striped, crazy looking thing. Because it occurs to me that it occurred to me that every time he's on camera, he's wearing the same thing. I mean, he's always wearing a three piece suit. Yeah. Like, loosen up, Nels. Okay. Harriet grows angry during the fake wedding. And yells at Nels that, quote, you disgraced me in front of the whole town. I want nothing less than a public apology. Did you catch the little thing where um, he's kind of going through their vows again, Reverend Alden, a little bit in a weird way? Mm -hmm. And he says, you've promised to love and he almost says obey. Yes. And and Harriet gives him this look and he's like, love or I forget what he says, but he skipped the obey But And he directs it at her. Yeah, of course. Like, he never directs it to Nels. No. Uh-uh. I thought that was hilarious, though, how he just, like, stops dead in this track. <laughs> Later, or the next day, we have the most epic scene. No, 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 no. 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 You missed a major thing. So they all blow up and everything, and obviously Reverend Alden has bitten off more than he can chew. They leave the church. And the entire town... <laughs> 
is standing, <laughs> staring at them, walking out of the church separately and going to their separate building. The entire town yeah. is just standing there waiting and staring. Yeah, there's no like, privacy. Whoa. There's no privacy. <laughs> that was, and like, they're not even trying to pretend. Like, they're not even trying to pretend that like, oh, they're having some conversations and happen. No, they're just literally all standing there looking. <laughs> Jenny, they had no reality television. <laughs> oh my God, they were all in this. Okay. So next we have one of the most epic scenes ever. (laughs) I was literally yelling at the screen. No. Oh, no. No. Doc Baker and Hanson are talking about helping the Olsons. Doc Baker says he can heal a man. If he can heal a man physically, then he can heal other aspects of men, like domestic problems. Right? Right, Hanson? No, 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 no. Hanson's like, what are you fucking talking about? No. He says he's a good doctor, but a good doctor is a good psychologist first. Okay, I have a note here. He reminds me of the Scarecrow in The Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, like, he, he wasn't, even points to yeah. his brain like my thinking tank. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I feel like I missed that part, but okay. <laughs> he's like, I'm a psychologist. Here's my plan. <laughs> and, and as he's laying out the plan, I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Tell let, tell everyone what the plan is. Okay, here's the plan. <clears throat> no man cares about losing something no man wants. But if that man thinks another man wants that thing, something that has always been his absolutely, then that man will rise up and claim ownership. 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 Ooh. I wrote holy shit. I, I wrote PSA. <laughs> This is not clinical psychology, cognitive behavioral therapy, or psychoanalysis in any way. This is some crazy. Jenny, ass thing. she knows. I know. She knows. This is some crazy ass thing that is like schoolyard fucking therapy. <laughs> Jenny, would you ever go to Dr. Baker? I I feel like I wouldn't go to him for physical doctor care at this point. <laughs> okay. So here's the best part, though. Gets better. Hanson's like, no way, no way, no way. Because Doc no. Baker doesn't even, he doesn't even consider himself for this. This is all on Hanson. And Hanson's like, no <laughs> fucking way. And he's yelling something in, what language is it? German? I think he's German. He's yelling something like, base, I think it's fuck you. He just can't say it. Um, And then Doc starts playing Hanson like a fiddle. He blackmails him. <laughs> He tells, okay, Doc Baker tells Hanson that if he doesn't agree to act like he's interested in Mrs. Olsen, I'm giving you the shortened version of this, his mill will go bankrupt because the Olsons will close their store and all the bills will come due and all the cash will be gone. But he says, he like he, he's like, I can move my practice, but you can't move your mill. Why? Why, Why can't not? Hanson move his mill? He just finds another river somewhere. Find more trees. Like, I don't, like, I feel like the mill's easy to move. Whatever. Yeah, try being a creepo doctor in a new community and see how that gets, how far that gets you. Hanson falls for it. People see something that looks like a fucking scarecrow knocking on the door with the doctor bag, and they know he's murdered 10 people in Walnut Grove. They're not going (laughs) to open the doors to that practice. All right. 
the next scene, we have Doc Baker and Hanson walking over to the Olsons. Hanson's carrying roses, and it looks like Doc Baker has a gun to Hanson's back. <laughs> like, he's a yeah. smart chauffeur. But I thought about this for a minute, and you know what? Like, Hanson and Harriet would kind of be a better power couple than Nels. <laughs> Think about it. Think about it. They would own all of the information. They'd be like a media conglomerate in Walnut Grove. That's true. That's true. Uh, Hanson, though, I think is significantly older. I, I can't even tell anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so Caroline. Okay. So then we switch to Caroline and she comes home and kicks the girls outside and tells Charles that she was there. When Hanson made his approach. Wait, 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 wait. You got to back up. Did oh. you see the girls with the apples? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they say, what do you think of those apples? Is that where Matt Damon got it from? <laughs> First of all, Matt Damon says, what do you think of them apples? I know, but like Charles is like, what do you think of those apples? Oh, and okay. I'm like, oh my God, Matt Damon was probably a child watching this. Maybe, maybe. What do you think of them and apples? And Laura's ick face at the thought of having a worm in her apple what was the half a worm is thing? adorable oh that was mary's lame fucking attempt at making a joke Ooh, if you oh see half it a worm, it means you've eaten the other half oh, that's a really good joke <laughs> no it is not <laughs> shut up you didn't even know what it was Okay. Um, so I thought it was pretty clever that we didn't see Hanson make the approach, that we just hear yes. it from Caroline. I put down, this is great, much better writing. Yes. Like, Getting a little more and, sophisticated, and Michael Landon did not write it. Or direct it. Right. Although he's executive producer now. But I thought that was a good approach. Like, we didn't have to sit through the whole bizarre scene. Like, they're just relaying it. And I thought that was a better... Well, yeah. if it shows me, you know, if I get more screen time with Charles, I'm okay with that. And then Carolyn's like, men are senseless. So, okay. So Caroline's Caroline. pissed off and she sits down and Charles is like, what's wrong? Apparently, Hanson came in to court Mrs. Olsen and Harriet was so pissed off she threw a scoop of flour on him. And Charles starts laughing hysterical and says, what, was she out of eggs? <laughs> Caroline then tells Charles that Mrs. Olsen is taking the kids and going back east for good. Dun, dun, dun. Then we get this weird scene with Mary and Laura when they're talking about how upset Nellie and Willie are. For some reason, these ep okay, these episodes must have been filmed out of order because Laura is like almost like baby talking, like she's younger in this episode than she was in some of the previous. Okay, I thought I was imagining that. No, it's definite because I, you know how I am. I never know how old kids are, mm -hmm. but. Yeah, I thought she seemed younger. She seemed younger. She was, like, speaking Carrie language. Wow. Like, okay. barely understandable. Either but way. the best is when they talk about how um, people who are mean, are not mean, but people who are, I don't I forget what they say, but they say they're just unhappy inside. Yeah, Willie. They say Willie's, like, heart is hurting. He's just unhappy inside. So they both decide they're going to cheer Willie up the next day. So the next day at school, Mary and Laura go running up to Nellie and Willie, and they're all expressing how they're going to miss each other. And I find myself caught off guard. Yeah. And then Laura and Willie start quarreling about not quarreling. Yes, it's all right. <laughs> and I have a hard time believing, like, I feel like I have some deep seated PTSD from Nellie. Because. Yeah, but don't forget at this point in time, 
Like she, this she is only the 16th episode. Yeah. Like it, you know, nine seasons in. Yeah. Hell yeah. But like, she hasn't really gotten going in that way yet. And they talk about how they've had their differences. Yeah. But I think like the minute she was being nice, I'm like, I don't trust this bitch. Nels. Okay. So the next scene we see Nels is buying a trunk for Harriet to take back East and he's buying it from Hanson. Hanson is mortified because of course the entire <laughs> town knows what happened. And he starts apologizing to Nels for what he did. Does Nels know it was a trick? I think the whole town knows what happened. <laughs> well, it was Hanson. As, as per always. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he thinks Hanson has the hots for Harriet. Well, Nels is like perfectly fine with it. Like, oh, it's no big deal. She would have left town anyway because yeah, Hanson's like, if I didn't do this, she wouldn't be leaving town. Nels is like, no, no, no. It's over between us. Okay. Yeah. Back at the Ingalls house, Charles tells Caroline he wants to talk to her about the Olsons. They, they like, kiss the girls, and the girls Where are going... Where the girls go? The girls are going Where? off somewhere, but he tells them hold hands while they're going across the creek. I know. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Charles tells Caroline, hey, now that the girls are gone, like, I want to talk. So Charles explains that he thinks the Olsons' dynamic is something that works for them. I mean, they've been married a long time, and it, it you know... It's not like Harriet turned into an egg overnight or Nels turned into some crazy person overnight. Like it's probably been that way for a long time and it works for them. Only he describes feels, it sounds abusive. Like (laughs) it really does. (laughs) Like it doesn't sound healthy. Only this time he, he posits that Harriet went too far and that she did it in front of a witness. And Caroline's like, I know it was me. I was the witness. Carolyn's fault. No, like, so why is Charles the only person in town that can fit? I Like, this hero worship of Charles is, like, a little, it gets a little heavy through this. I wrote, Charles knows how to fix this because, of course, he does. Right. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they head over to the Olsons. Caroline is giving Harriet a needle point. Harriet's freaking out over it, and she starts to cry. And here's the big plan, Jenny. The big plan's revealed. So, okay, wait. Now, we already had the Hanson pretend that you like Harriet, right, to make Nels jealous. Now we have Charles' masterful plan, which is reverse psychology. Right. Yeah. Like, well, they're going to just trash the other. <laughs> That's to their them. big plan. Yeah. It's, it's, there's so much manipulation in this episode. <laughs> but I have an important question. Just, I have an important question. So- Carolyn gives Harriet a beautiful needlepoint that she makes. She's like, I know we've had our differences, but I'm really going to like, so if you leave town, does everyone just forgive what a bitch you've been to them? I guess so. I guess Nellie's all forgiven. Willie's forgiven. Uh, Jenny, why don't you try leaving town and we'll let you know. (laughs) (laughs) Just, it's just all erased. You were all best friends. Caroline, okay, so Caroline starts this master plan of reverse psychology. Tirade on this is right out of the fucking middle school yearbook. Yeah, and it's funny because she says she calls Nels disreputable, yes, and I, I like almost too. I spit my water across the room because like Nels disreputable, <laughs> like hilarious. She also calls him a bad father. <laughs> She's like, okay, first of all, we've all had girlfriends or boyfriends whomever in your life that have broken up with the significant other okay 
We've all been there where you want to say that person was a fucking asshole. You're way better off without them. Don't do it. But A, you don't do it. And B, if you do, you don't just come right out and be like, he was a terrible father. (laughs) He was disreputable. Don't do it because like to their plan in a way, like as soon as you do that, inevitably those people will get back together. Yeah. Like, of course they will. As soon as you say like, this guy's an asshole. Like yeah. he's, he is self-centered, blah, blah, blah. They're back together a week later. Okay. So Mrs. Olson inevitably starts to defend him. And I wrote for the second time since we've been doing this podcast, which has only been what, six weeks. Holy it's shit, this worked. <laughs> yeah, it works. It works. Just like Mr. Edwards writing himself a letter. Worked. Charles, so then we switch to Charles, and he's sitting with Nels, and he's doing the same exact thing. Charles calls her a mean, nagging wife, and says a woman needs to know her place, and his wife didn't. And he also says that Harriet has clearly taken advantage of Nels, and I wrote, for what? For (laughs) what? What has she gotten out of this? I wrote, oh, fucking what, Charles? Oh, God, Charles. I feel like I need to save him from his chauvinistic self. Good luck with that. Uh, Nels suddenly tearfully remembers that Mrs. Olsen can do a three-digit sum in her head. (laughs) And you know what, Jenny? I can't. And you know what? You're never getting Nels. But then he says, all that crankiness is just to cover up a soft heart. I feel like you have had to say that to people. When talking about me before. (laughs) You're not wrong. Okay. Um, (laughs) Nels is like, you know what, Charles? I'm going back and I'm getting my woman. I'm claiming ownership. Oh, God. And he, the dog is gone, by the way. I don't know where he is. (laughs) The dog vanished in the thin air. Like, Hanson has the dog at this point. I don't know. So, oh, wait. At the end, the dog (laughs) runs away. (laughs) It does? How do you know that? Yes. The last scene, the dog just runs up the road by the church and just takes off. (laughs) Okay, I missed that. Okay. So they reunite in the stock room. And Nels is like, I love you. I haven't stopped loving you. I love you more than I did the day I married you, even through this fight. And Harriet's like, I was just on my way to tell you the same thing. And they start hugging. Nobody's making out, notice, because I I was gearing up for that, and I'm like, I don't know if I could handle them making out. Okay. Could you? Uh, whatever. I, mean, I feel like that's not going to happen. I just felt but... like we didn't need it. Okay. Um. So at... I wasn't bracing myself for uh, any of those things. So at the very end, Caroline brings some eggs into cell. So it's like the next day. Caroline brings some eggs into cell, and Harriet and Nell start bickering again. Harriet chides Nels over his penmanship. And he said he won an award. And he says, oh yeah? How long did it take you to learn to spell the word Minnesota? Wow. And I was like, she could spell Minnesota and do triple digit math? She's (laughs) got a leg up on me already. (laughs) Um, Caroline tells Charles everything is back to normal and they drive off. And then Jenny... The dog runs away. I didn't even notice that. You I'm need have to, to watch that. It. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's the last like minute. So is I'm that gonna, them no, trying I'm going to pause some... this and make you watch it now. Pause.
Yep. Okay, we're back. Jenny, did you see it? <laughs> yeah. He just rubbed away. Yeah, it's kind of right. So is he just, is that the symbol? Are they trying to be symbolic? I think it's symbolic. I think the dog, because a window bursts. And I think we are made to think the dog busted out of the mercantile and ran away. Yeah, that's weird. It's weird. Strange directorial choice, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So any other thoughts? Did I miss anything? I don't think so. These were some good insults. There was good insults. There were good insults. Um, what did I just tell you? He calls her penmanship. She calls his penmanship. Spider or something. Yeah, like spider scratches or something. It's pretty good. So, which what what is a freaking spider scratch? <laughs> I don't know. That's scary. But uh, if you know something if it's going to happen, it's going to happen in twenty twenty. So at the end of every episode, Jenny and I will connect the material to something that we may have carried with us into adulthood or something that scarred us or something that we just kind of got a kick out of and thought about years later we call it our why so jenny go ahead so this is why i think i i was always like our parents never fight that's kind of weird but then when i like witnessed all of this all the time i was like kind of okay with that like i'm i think that's a good thing it's you know no drama is a good thing because you know, Amy was bringing enough drama for all of us, but like just seeing that constant fighting and bickering, like I, I'm not a fan of that atmosphere at all. So I feel like I'm not either. I spend most of my life trying to avoid confrontation. I mean, I'm okay with confrontation. Like I'm comfortable with confrontation and like direct communication, but this is not what that is. I shouldn't say confrontation. I avoid conflict. This is conflict. I don't like yeah. conflict. Yeah. But this is, it never resolves, right? They never, there's never any kind of resolution around it. It's just constant, like it's constant bickering. And like, although, you know, it's like what kids do. Like, this is what we did when we were kids. This is what your kids do. The air mattress fight. Well, I mean, when you think about it, Mary's, let's go back a few episodes to Mary's imaginary friends. They were doing the same thing. Like Mary was talking about friends of hers who were pretending they like each other and getting each other jealous. Now we have the adults doing it. Yeah. Same playbook. (laughs) But that constant bickering is enough to make anyone insane. Yeah. And it, but I feel like it escalates. Like there's bickering, right? There's like when you're constantly pecking at each other and bickering, but like the Olsen's, like you heard that last fight, like it escalates to a point where you feel like it's going to turn bad. Like that had to be very traumatic for their children. Well, and I will say this, you know, the common sort of accepted parameters around healthy fighting is that you don't insult, right? You focus yeah, on the behavior, like not the person. Mm-hmm. They insult each other. It's constantly personal. Yeah. <laughs> like he's basically calling her stupid. How long did it take you to learn how to spell Minnesota? Yeah. And she's always calling him lazy. And like, that's. She, yeah, she emasculates him constantly. Like if they like fighting's okay. If it comes to a resolution. Right. Which they never get to. Right. But that, you know, like I just, I, I hadn't witnessed that at that age before. You know what I mean? Like that kind of environment. So I thought it was unnerving. Right. Good point. All right. So that's the episode. 
No, why are you saying that again? What? That was my why. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not doing my why. Why? Well, You're going to yell at me. You're going to ruin the whole thing. You're going to yell at me. I'm going to yell at you anyway. <sighs> promise you won't yell at me. I can't promise that. You know I swear, can't that. Swear. I can't make that promise. <laughs> this is why I love Charles Ingalls. <laughs> no. <laughs> what the fuck? This is it. You have got to get more creative on this. Are you kidding me right now? Okay, here's what I actually wrote. You are so fucking brainwashed. This is why I love a man with a good sense of humor. Like Charles. He is basically like totally chauvinistic in this episode. (laughs) He talks about women in the scope of ownership, and you're like, no, 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 no. He was playing a part. He was playing the part of a chauvinistic <laughs> asshole. When Charles was laughing, it was the hottest thing ever to me. I love oh it so God. much. I wrote, I love it so much when Timmy laughs like that. I love humor. I love practical jokes. I love to scare children. I love any kind okay. of humor. Okay, why do you not love when I'm always making fun of you then? Because it's not funny. It's totally funny. No, it's not. Um... <laughs> Charles always had a playful quality to him. And that was something that I thought was really attractive. That's what you took from them. <laughs> Jenny, you, you had need to do some deeper thinking here. <laughs> you had okay? to see me. Every time he was on screen laughing, I was laughing so hard right along with him. So when they burn down the, when, when the blind school burns down, are you going to be like, I love Charles? Like, is that just, is it? I didn't even want to tell you. I thought I'd just slip right out of the episode without revealing this. You are not allowed to have this is a why again from this point on. It is not allowed. That, you have used that up too okay, many times. Okay. Okay. I will make a deal that I will not include Charles in my why next week. You can. I don't care if you include Charles, but it has to be some deep thinking. It can't be he's hot. Like, is this second grade? (laughs) Like, what the hell? Like, you are not putting the effort in here. This is shabby work. You got to take a step back and examine your life. There are listeners who totally agree with me. Fine. You can think he's hot, but that can't be your friggin' input every week. Okay, so my input, I feel like, was beyond he was hot. And it was why he was hot. Because he has a sense of humor. Because he laughs. It's not even about humor. He's just laughing. Because he's like a bust balls. Like, he's like, oh, da, da, da. like he he Like, he and I could pull off a practical joke on somebody together, and that would be amazing. I want to see that. I want to see you and dead Michael Landon (laughs) pulling off a practical joke on someone. This just fell apart. This fell apart. (laughs) Did not fall apart. (laughs) This is what the people paid the admission price for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Guess what, everyone? Spoiler alert. Michael Landon's hot. (laughs) Wow. Thank God I listened for an hour for that. This is like, it's equivalent to like the ending of St. Elsewhere when everyone's like, it was in someone's imagination. (laughs) What? I watched 12 years for that shit? I want my hour That's what you're doing. That's the kind of writing you're putting in. Like, you're a fucking writer. Like, come up with a better ending to these things than Michael Landon's hot. I tied it to humor. 
Whatever. All right. Jenny, tell us what we're doing next. I don't even know. I'm so derailed now. <laughs> I'm so infuriated. And you're right. I couldn't I was gonna yell at you. I'm I couldn't. So stop. Angry. Let me see. I'll look at my document. So we are closing in at the end here of season one. Mm. Um just for those of you who are new listening, we did not do every single episode of season one. We just picked I don't a think few. You have to, I don't think you have to worry about this because anyone who was new and heard this <laughs> is off. never going to listen again. <laughs> They'll never it's listen never again. Gonna, never going to listen again. Uh-huh. Um, so we were thinking about doing the plague just because we're in a plague. But um, there's a better, similar episode in season three called Quarantine, which I think we're going to do that one instead. So we might just, I say we just go into season two, episode number two, Four Eyes. Oh, yes. Four Eyes, Four Eyes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I like Classic it. Classic episode. All right. So we'll see you if if you're still interested in listening to us. <laughs> Moving into season two. We'll see you next week. Hi everyone, Amy here. Thank you so much for listening to our little pod. We really appreciate it. You can find Gen X, This Is Why, on most podcast apps. If you like what you're hearing, please consider leaving a five-star review. Reviews help listeners find us. And please consider sharing our pod with a friend. As you can hear, Jenny needs all the help she can get paying those therapy bills. You can follow and interact with Jenny and me on Facebook and Instagram. At Gen X, this is Y. Letter X, spell out the word Y. Thanks again, and we hope to see you soon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.